is you told someone just recently, I wear many hats. I wear too many hats. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but we wanted to have you in here because another conversation I've had in depth with you before is about Tesla. And not the band. Not the, not the man. Not the man. <laughs> not right? the, ba- or, or or the, the band. Or the band. Yes. <laughs> not the man or the band. Talking about the vehicle, I even got to drive uh, Bill's Tesla ones. And I got to tell you, the torque on it is out of this world amazing. I know. Like, it was they so cool. They are fun to drive. But Amy and I were talking uh, earlier this week about the fact that Tesla has started discussing taking their proprietary charging stations and making them available to anyone who's using an electric vehicle with the charging system that would match one or the other. And we realized, you know, there's a lot that we don't know about what it's like to live in our neck of the woods and actually have a Tesla and whether it's worth it, whether it's convenient. So I was like, I know the guy to talk to about this. <laughs> because you, uh, you're you a part of, uh, what's the name of your group? The te- North Dakota Tesla Owners Group. So I'm okay. part of the administration group. Uh, a buddy of mine out in Dickinson actually started the group. And then so we've been adding on every year and we're up to about 400 members now. So do, do they have to own a Tesla to be a part of that, or are they just interested in it? People who may own a Tesla down the road, sure, sure. that's that's absolutely welcome to come on in and, right. and like, talk Tesla. I'm not a part of the Harley owners group because I don't drive a Harley, but Yet. I know people who, yeah, who are like, <laughs> I'm getting in on this so that I can see when the savings are coming. Yes, yes. No, absolutely. We, we welcome generally anybody, even non-Tesla EV owners who are interested in electric vehicles. We like to welcome them to ask questions, maybe Tesla-specific questions, or just EV questions in general because there's a ton of questions out there and they've become insanely popular and every brand it seems like we're going to be only electric in the next 10 years or we're only going to be doing this particular model electric in the next 10 years and people need to understand you know is this an option for you and is this an option that you might want to you know check out i mean i've absolutely loved ours um the biggest thing that you know you a lot of people ask is range Yep. All right. mm-hmm. Everyone Bill, wants to know about that. It's 10 below outside. How far How far can I go? Well, and I tell people conservatively, uh, take whatever the range of your vehicle is. And generally, most of them, are, especially Tesla, are going to be 300 plus and cut it in half. So if, uh, in my case, uh, the vehicle we have now, 300 mile range, I generally, to be safe, I say, it, all right, I got it in 10 below and also 10 below, uh, about 150 miles. The great thing is we have chargers every 100 miles. So I can absolutely get just about anywhere in the state that I want to, uh, even if it's 10 below, 20 below. About 10 below is kind of where we, you know, we see it between 10 and 10. You know what I mean? Between 10 and mm-hmm. 20 below, it's cold. Yeah. Right. I mean, there are fuel, you know, fossil fuel cars that don't start at that, uh, you know, at, at that temperature. So <laughs> well, we all don't start at that temperature. <laughs> okay. So there's uh, every 100 miles, there's a charging station. Our first question when we read this story last week was, well, are there Tesla only charging stations in North Dakota? Absolutely. So we have charging Tesla superchargers, so quick charging stations, which means Sorry, about Sorry, yeah. No, no, you're good. It's it, it, there's so many terms and crazy stuff going out there in the world <laughs> right. of EVs that it, it's it's gotten really it's gotten really muddy out there. But for Tesla, uh, every 100 miles roughly is a Tesla supercharger. So in North Dakota, it's Grand Forks, Fargo, Jamestown, Bismarck, uh, Dickinson. Where at? So in Grand Forks, it's at the Super Target. In Fargo, it's over by the Costco. Uh, uh, Jamestown, it's by the McDonald's. It's by the TJ Maxx in Bismarck. And then it's over by, it's at a strip mall in Dickinson. Hmm. So basically every, so even if it's as cold as it possibly can be, and if you got to get from, say, Fargo to Dickinson, you can do it. You have to add a little extra time, of course, 20 minutes to charge, but you can absolutely do it. And the great thing, and, and JJ, we talked about this, is if you're if you're driving a Tesla, uh, or any electric vehicle, you are 100% supporting North Dakota Energy. 
whether that's coal, wind, solar, even petroleum, because, you know, plastics use a ton of petroleum products. So it's not like Tesla is not using any petroleum. They absolutely are. They're using basically every American energy source we have. And you're not putting us, you know, you're not putting some kind of like, you know like weird sun device up on the roof and like I can only power this when it's not cloudy. Yeah, be an Ed Begley Jr. have our bikes and we're in the basement <laughs> cycling, <laughs> filling our batteries ready to take on Tesla. So that that is the the great thing um Tesla specifically is Teslas are, are are built in America by American workers and they only use American energy. And that's that's wonderful. And the other uh manufacturers are coming along as well and I know um there's now a $7500 tax credit. So if you buy uh, an American-made EV, and it's under, I believe it's $80,000, and you can utilize a tax credit. You can basically take $7,500 off the price. Okay, so this is my next question. When we first started talking about Teslas, it was you got on a waiting list, and it was maybe three years out at one point, right? Yes. So it was just – it they. It would be impossible to create enough vehicles because there's not a used vehicle market at that time. Can you get a Tesla nowadays? I mean, are you sitting on a long waiting list? And is there a used Tesla market at all? Well, there's absolutely a used Tesla market. So you can get into a Tesla uh, 2013 to 2015, uh, 70 to 110,000 miles in that neck of the woods, uh, mid to upper 20s. Really? Really. Uh, you can go on Car Gurus, Auto Trader, Auto Tempest hmm. right now and, and, and find one that maybe would fit good uh, for your lifestyle. And, and, that's the thing, too, is when I say lifestyle, um, a lot of people are going to have a gas vehicle at home. And that's just, you know, especially in North Dakota with how we commute. And sometimes, you can, you know, if you have to absolutely be somewhere and you don't have time to stop, you're going to need to take that gas vehicle. But if your daily commute is less than 200 miles a day, you can charge at home every night. You're not sitting in – it's 20 below and you're not stopping filling gas. You're, you're home in your bed waking up every morning with a full <laughs> tank so- and off you go. There's a text in here at 35270, which is our text club. You can join the conversation. Someone said, good luck finding a charging station in rural communities. I'm sure that's come up in your group with people who maybe desire to own this Tesla, but they're like, I live in a rural community. That's, I mean, the places that you're talking about are on I-29 and I-94. Yes. And not outside of that. And so if you're in a rural community, it does make it a bit more challenging. It does, absolutely. The question always is, um, is your visit to the rural community an overnight visit or is it, are you, say, a traveling doctor or, or a traveling pastor, for example, who needs to visit a number of these rural communities right. uh, regularly? So with any electric vehicle, not just Tesla, as long as you have, say, a 240 outlet, which you can find at campgrounds, uh, a lot of times farms, of course, have 240 outlets on the outside, or even, even uh, some homes, for example, have a 240 outlet in the garage, you can plug in with a 240 outlet and you'll have basically a full charge by the time you wake up. So you can still absolutely go to these real communities, but it is a question of are you simply visiting and then going home or is this, you know, you're going you're going to see family in Hazen, for example, coal sure. country. Yep. You're bringing your electric car to support the coal miners in Hazen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, if you're going to be there and you're going to be there overnight, you can absolutely charge with your travel charger and you can charge with a 240 outlet. So it's it takes a little more planning, mm-hmm. so to speak. Right. Um, I mean – I'm to be honest. I am surprised that North Dakota is even where it's at right now with the number of charging ports that we have. Because I don't think that this is the type of 
product that people were really excited about right away, right? Because we want to know, like, yep, I got a full tank of gas. There's a gas station in every town. I'm gonna or a co-op. I'm gonna hit that. Is the future of charging ports, in your opinion, getting uh like gas station chains to get in on it? Or I know hotel chains also pride themselves on like we've got EV charging at this particular spot. Yes. So it it's an interesting dynamic because there isn't necessarily the environmental uh, regulations that you have to work with as you would a gas station. So hotels can do it. I know Shell has been investing a lot in electric charging stations. They're they're adding electric charging stations around. Um, and that's going to continue to, you know, the, the cars are going to charge faster. They're going to be able to find more electric charging stations. And with Tesla opening up their network in the U.S., which it's interesting because I, I read the, the press release, and they already do that in Europe. Uh, we, rented a, we rented a Tesla once in Europe, and, you know, we'd see all kinds of brands pulling up and charging at yeah. Tesla superchargers. The caveat. Now, the caveat is if you don't own a Tesla, you're going to be paying more at the Tesla branded supercharger. It's it's a weird dynamic because it's like you buy a Ford and you go to the Ford gas station. Right. But if you buy a Chevy, you're going to be paying more if you go to the Ford gas station. Yeah, weird. So it it's it's interesting. It's kind of the it's the Betamax VHS battle that we have going on right now. It's which plug is going to be universal um and what's what's going to be the standard going forward. Okay, that's another question too because it, I mean, do you remember when cell phones, everyone had a proprietary charger oh, yeah. on it, yep. right? And so what does that look like going forward? Or are we to the point of where if you're going to get an electric vehicle, we're going to make them all standard for the same type of charger or have adapters? What, what does it look like? So they are going to be doing adapters, especially in the U.S. And in some cases, they're going to be adding additional um, additional power plugs and cords. So like in, in, in a European charger, you pull up and there's there's actually two two cords. You can plug in your Tesla, or you can plug in your Kia. And actually, Kia has been um, Kia has been doing a lot of going in the in the electric uh, into the electric market as well. And uh, Hyundai has as well. I mean, they they're making some really cool electric cars. So, I mean, I love Tesla, and that they kind of sparked. And that's a terrible pun, I know, but <laughs> nice. Yeah, thank you. They <laughs> they uh, they've really sparked the interest and got people going. And that's because, of course, they're fun to drive. Electric cars are fun to drive. Um, and a lot they of- are fun to drive. I will admit yeah. it. We we Every, drove I, the Ford oh, that Lightning pickup. Yeah, and oh boy, that was a fun thing. to That drive. was yeah. real fun. I'm not gonna lie about it. Yeah, thanks to Vision Ford that let yeah. us drive it, take it, it for a little test drive. It also had a built-in ruler in the back, and I know that that shouldn't be the selling point, but like, yeah, how you were obsessed if, with that. Yeah, if I'm cutting two by fours or I got my fish, like it's just a bit right into the back hatch. I mean, you were obsessed with yeah. that. My it's grandfather really bought a Cadillac thing. once because they gave him a free umbrella. I'm built from the same cloth. <laughs> so. That's what can sell you on an EV is it's all the con- extra convenience factors. So, for example, you can leave it running, and if you don't have a heated garage, for example, you can let your Tesla warm up before you go to work. So as soon as you get in your car, it's warm, and before you leave from work for the day, it can it can warm up for you as well. And of course, you can do it in your garage because it's not putting out any uh, carbon monoxide that you have to worry. Do you have about. autopilot set up on your Tesla? I do it. And I, so that is another very hot topic that yeah, people talk about. Autopilot. Of course. Autopilot is great. The caveat, of course, is the car needs to be able to see uh, the lines in the roads. It needs to be able to see the signs. It needs to see the um, traffic signals. So, for example, um, there's plenty of days like even even this morning or yesterday when the road is covered. Uh, autopilot should not be used if you can't see the road. Right. You know, yep. it may be snowpack, and that's fine. Go ahead and, you know, you can drive. You get a nice set of snow tires, and it's, it, 
EVs are some of the best vehicles you can have in the winter. And that's simply because the weight of the vehicle is at the dead center of the car with the battery pack. So your center of gravity of that vehicle is amazing in snow. It's the best thing I've ever driven in snow, and I've been lucky to drive um, some great snow-centric vehicles. And so that's the thing. Autopilot is really cool if it's, like, perfectly sunny out and it's great and Mm -hmm. you can put it on and just kind of let it go. But, again, it's like an airplane. You know, we, we want to make sure the pilots aren't sleeping. Otherwise, there were, years ago, they flew over Minneapolis. And they're like, oh, we were discussing <laughs> we were discussing staffing. And they're like, oh, I don't know about that. Uh, this is a, a question, uh, 35270, I hadn't thought. What does it cost to charge your car at, like, a station? So about 24 bucks. And Really? If you, if you do the comparison, and I, I, I did my homework before I came in, it's about 20 bucks cheaper a fill. Okay. Versus a gas, a gas car. And that's being conservative. I mean, it depends. There's all kinds of different caveats of, of how how you drive, uh, what kind of miles per gallon you have. Um, but generally speaking, uh, about about $20 less per fill. I mean, that's pretty nice, right? So if you're, if you're, if you're used to spending $80 a month, um, you can cut that back to 60 And that's if you're going out and utilizing, like, the, the supercharging network, for example. If you're at home, it can be even less. It would be more like 12 bucks every time you fill at home. Did you uh, remodel your garage to include some some higher you know outlets on there? Like, did you do that? So we added a dryer outlet. That's all we That's all we really do. needed to add is just a. It, and a lot of people have dryer outlets already in their garages, mm-hmm. uh, but adding the dryer outlet was it was I want to say it was like four hundred bucks. But every situation is different. Don't quote right. me on that. I'm I'm very interested. So I'm in the the boat of that. Well, my wife really wants to get in electric vehicle, and that's great for her, but I'm always going to want to have that fossil fuel car yeah. in my garage, right? So yes. we're lucky to be a two-car home, and for me, I'm like, just in case. Like, if I'm going to the Twin Cities, I know the Clearwater Travel Plaza, they invested in just a fleet of chargers, yes. like an insane amount of chargers, and that's awesome to see there. But then I think at the same time, like, sometimes I just don't want to stop. Like, if everyone yep. in the car is asleep, I want to... Uh, <laughs> You know, I want to keep on plugging along. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what I tell people is it's it depends on how many times you stop. A lot of people may stop a lot on a trip or like I've done some just crazy like we are not stopping. And some people grew up with, with parents who are like, we are not stopping for anything. We are going. So we're going to go. I have but a then, radio partner like that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. yeah no, no big deal or anything. <laughs> But I do, I also know that people are like, well, we always stop at Clearwater, and we yep. always stop at the depot, and we always stop here, and so you could piecemeal these things together pretty easily. You can. It, Alexandria's got a supercharger, for example, so you can stop at Alex and maybe skip Clearwater and go all the way into the Twin Cities. Or in, in some cases, um, you can make it all the way uh, to Clearwater and then just do like a brief five-minute just top off to get to your destination in the city, maybe a hotel that has a charger, and you plug in and leave it, and... Next morning, you can drive around. I was okay, we've in. Got, we've got a lot oh. of questions coming in. Okay, let's get this. By the way, care. someone said there's a charging station in Jamestown next to the RM Stout Ford dealership on the south side of I-94. I don't know if they're talking about another charging station or the supercharger. I don't. I don't know. That's that's and that that's the crazy thing is we're seeing more and more chargers versus superchargers. Right. So the but test, the supercharger would be by the McDonald's. You said I think. I, right? If I remember correctly, yeah, yeah. it's. It's been a while. Once well, you're, hits, that's I the can... nice thing about your network, right? Is yes. you just ask it and you yeah. find out well, where it and is. And the car will will tell you. The, the car will do all the math for you. I mean, you know, Jimmy Buffett has a famous song about math. And <laughs> sometimes I like to relate to that. And so the car will do the math for you and say, hey, okay, if you want to get to Phoenix, here's where you're going to stop. Here's how long you're going to stop. And the car is going to precondition itself once you arrive at those stations. 
to charge as quickly as it possibly can. It'll warm up the batteries. It'll do a bunch of preconditioning things that it does. It's magic, so to speak. Okay, oh, can we get great... to Ben quick? Yeah. He's called in about a question about Tesla. Okay, Ben, go ahead. You're on KFGO. Hi. Um, I've got a question for you. Uh, how long does it take to actually charge from zero up to cross-country voltage? So to go from zero to, say, full, it all depends on if you are, it, it depends on what kind of voltage you have. So if you're at home, uh, say for me to get to from like zero to 300 miles, just for example, it'll take roughly eight, nine hours. And that's on a 240 at home AC like dryer plug. Now the Tesla's, the, the, we're talking upwards of 250 kilowatt power. So it's DC power. So there's no changeover from the AC that we have in our home into DC that the car is using. So if you wanted to go from zero to absolutely full, uh, say 300 miles, um, if you're doing a summer road trip, it could be about half an hour, 25 minutes. I would say 25 minutes to 35 minutes, depending on your driving style and depending on the conditions. Okay, thanks for the call, Ben. Appreciate it. This has been a fascinating, fascinating conversation with Bill Brooks, and I knew that you were the right guy to talk There's to. There's so many questions in our text club. Will you yes. come back sometime? Because they're absolutely. stacking up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, one last thing is, is even if you're not buying Tesla, if you're buying electric, again, you are directly supporting North Dakota Energy, and it, it regardless of the source, it's, it is 100% U.S. domestic energy that every electric vehicle that you charge in North Dakota is supporting. Yeah, because we haven't gone Flintstone style yet with pedal cars, at least not yet. Thanks, Bill, for coming in. Appreciate it. Thank you. This will be podcast at KFGO.com. Also, Trail County Sheriff's Office confirms both the Mayport CG Elementary School and the Mayville State University in Mayville are on a soft lockdown, as they're calling it at this hour. The Sheriff's Office would not comment on the reason for the lockdown, but KFGO News has received several reports saying there is a police presence at a home nearby. We'll keep you updated on that story and more here coming up. KFGO Local news and national news ahead on KFGO. It takes balance to be.